Well, 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 we are back again. Um, you know, what's really interesting. It's, it's kind of an interesting thing that we have an opportunity to go live and speak to people that I normally wouldn't get an opportunity to speak to. It's actually a lot of fun just to talk to everybody. And I tend to come in with a different type of topic uh, on a live broadcast than I do <laughs> than I do when when I'm doing my regular podcast. I have two. And uh, usually I kind of come into those with a different type of agenda. Um, I know that people are listening to those, but I usually listen to those after the fact. And um, in those situations, obviously, there's no feedback. I didn't have an opportunity to find out what people think until, you know, until after it's released, which is usually in my case, you know, a day later or sometimes uh, a week later, depending on the type of podcast that I'm talking about. The comedy ones usually come out kind of fast. And um, the the new one, the uh, the ones where I talk about serious topics, sometimes I, I spend a little more time on those because I don't want I want to make sure that my uh, thoughts are more put together. You know, on this particular this particular broadcast, what I'm really trying to find out, maybe from people, maybe from you, because I don't know how long I'm going to be on it. Depends on how many people are still awake. Uh, <laughs> because if I'm going to talk to myself, then I might as well uh, basically just do a regular podcast uh, and just record my thoughts and then kind of put them out into the ether. Um, what I wanted to talk about, and hopefully you guys want to talk about it as well is the fact that a lot of times, especially now with the internet being the way it is um, when you have the opportunity to, you know, to literally sell products and to directly to the audience, you can go directly to your quote fans or to an audience, or, you know, you have the ability to do that essentially from your home, depending on what kind of product you're selling. If it's consulting work, you can do that from home. If it's teaching, there's a lot of people right now, um, a lot of kids right now that are at home and getting taught. So you can do a lot of things from home. But if you try to start a business and a lot of people are starting businesses or they have dreams that they're trying to pursue a lot of times people make the mistake of thinking that <laughs> you think that your friends and family are going to be the thing that puts you over the top. And a lot of times, a lot of people will actually give up on what they're doing and stop doing what they're doing because the people closest to them don't necessarily uh, have their back. And it's a difficult thing to deal with. Because you would figure and, and logic would state that the people that are the closest to you would be the ones that are going to, you know, support what you're doing. You know, they're the ones that are the closest to you. They're the ones that you actually feel safest with. You know, you feel safe telling your parents what your dream is. If you're a young person, you feel really safe telling your mother or your father or the combination of two what you're dreaming about and what you want to do. And they seem like a safe place. I mean, they, I mean, they're, they're the ones, I mean, they, they created you, you know, they fed you, they've housed you, they taught you how to talk, they gave you your name, you know? And with that being the case, you would figure that they would be the ones that would be the most 
conducive to helping you. They would be the ones that would be the first one right there. They, you know, they, who, would, who would do what it took to get you to the to the next level. The same could be true with your brothers or your sisters. You know, you could tell them, you know, they're the ones that, you know, when that person broke up with you in high school or grade school or whatever, when you were younger, you'd lay on the bed crying or you sit in the chair all bummed out with some headphones on, listening to that sad music, making it worse for yourself, not realizing you shouldn't be doing that. You should probably be talking to someone. <laughs> We've all been there. I know what it's like. I, I used to look out the window. There was a girl that lived on my block. And I, I was so crazy about it that I was afraid to talk to her, which is weird because at this point in my life, after I got to a certain age, after I started doing comedy, I literally was not afraid to talk to anybody, nor was I intimidated by anyone. But at that point, a young teenage me was scared to talk to her. And she came up to me at a party and asked me to dance. And I was so afraid to talk to her that I literally couldn't say anything. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't. I couldn't even get words to come out of my mouth, <laughs> right? And she thought that I didn't like her. And when I tried my best to get up the to, to get up the internal juice to go and talk to her, she had already made the decision that I was somebody that she didn't want to talk to because she thought I didn't like her. So I used to look out the window every morning because she went to school before I did. And I'd watch her walk by, you know, and I'd sit there all bummed out Right. And I would <laughs> I don't know why it happened, but it was almost a cliche where literally sad songs or these love songs would be playing on the radio as she walked by. And I remember one time that there was a Stevie Wonder song called Overjoyed that played as she walked by. And I'm looking at the girl that I wanted to be with more than anything in the world. And she just didn't like me because she thought I didn't like her because I was too shy to talk to her. Now, I opened myself up. That's a humiliating experience to be sitting out the window, listening to a love song, pining over a girl that you want that may or may not like you, but thinks you don't like her. So it's over with. And I shared that with my close friends. Right. And you feel OK sharing that with your close friends. Um, that was before I had comedy friends who would have mercilessly ridiculed me. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they they ridiculed me so hard that literally it made me 10 times tougher uh, to the point where things like that, I would just go, ah, damn, I guess you don't like me, eh, whatever. And so I was so afraid to talk to her. Hey, Vinny, I was so afraid to talk to her. I'm doing pretty good, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was so afraid to talk to her that I, I just did, and I, and I related that to my friends. And they, my friends, were so cool that they literally were nice to me and they made me feel good. I felt safe talking to them. Like I said, when you're trying to, uh, let's see, we were discussing on but live cast. Yeah, my live cast the other day, I had a technical problem. Uh, Vinny was here yesterday on, on my uh, the other time I was doing a live cast, had a technical computer problem and it shut down my live cast so I could, and I couldn't get back on. So I figured I'd just come back Monday. <laughs> For those of you that heard the, uh, that but what i was talking about basically is how uh friends and family don't support you and the, the story i was telling Vinny was that um you feel safe saying in many cases you figured on paper you'd feel safe telling your your parents if you're young about things that are embarrassing to you and you feel safe maybe talking to your brother and sister you know and in my case i was talking about a girl that i liked that i ruined it by being too shy and 
I felt embarrassed <laughs> by, by the way I ruined it. And so I felt comfortable talking to my friends about it. And the idea is that you feel comfortable talking to your friends and to your family and you figure they're the people that are the most, that are the closest to you, that love you the most. It's the same thing with a spouse. If you have a bad day at work or, or girlfriend or boyfriend, if you have a bad day at work and you're talking to them and you feel vulnerable and at work, you don't want the people at work to know how you feel. You don't want to feel weak or look weak to the people at work. You do not want that under any circumstance. But when you come home, you can tell your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, you can tell them that you felt like crap and that you felt small and they can soothe you. That's what you think is going to happen. Unfortunately, those are the situations that they will support you because it falls in line with what's normal. They can relate to that. They can relate to a bad day. They can relate to loving someone or wanting to be with someone that doesn't want to be with you. They can relate to that. They can relate to those things. But when it comes to something that's out of the ordinary, that's different. When you have a dream or something, oh, that's a little different. Sometimes you tell people you want to do something different than that's than what's normal. They don't like it. It's almost like you're stealing yourself from them. They go, well, you want to go move to other side of the country? Why do you want to move to the other side of the country? Why do you want to do that? We can't see you anymore. But what if the opportunity that's important to you, what if the thing you really want to do in life, what if the thing that means everything to you, your dreams, everything, what if the only way to facilitate that happening is to go to the other side of the country? Then what happens then? right? You have to go. And it's hard enough to get up the stones to move across the country. Now, I'm not saying it's because I did the same thing because that happened to me. I, I, I was living on the East Coast and I wanted to go to the West Coast for a job opportunity. And there were some people that made me feel guilty. You're not going to be able to see the people. You're not going to see the friends. You're not going to see the thing. But, but, but what about what's important to me? You know, if you stay with what you're doing at the time and you have a dream, what you were doing at the time is going to give you the results you're getting right now. If you have a dream, you always have to do something bigger, stronger, more difficult. You always have to do something more difficult if you're going to achieve a dream, because most people don't even come close to achieving the dreams that they have for themselves. You just don't. It requires too much effort. It requires sticking to something. It requires not going to that movie because you got to put the money together for that thing you have to pay for. Right? What Vinny says here uh, um, is uh, being strong and independent enough is necessary in today's life. Exactly. You have to develop the, the habit of solving problems independently. I agree with you. That's exactly, you are exactly right. You see, you got to understand that... <laughs> I know what it's like to be 3,000 or 3,000 miles away from anybody that I knew at all. I knew no one where I went. I mean, I literally went there with, with you know, with luggage and, and, and a buddy of mine who also didn't know anybody. We didn't know anybody. We had no real contacts, did not even have a job lined up. I went there to get something. And as it turned out, it worked out okay. 
because I was able to get a job and learn some new things. I actually came back to the East, to the East Coast after about 10 years, a completely different person. But that's the thing that people don't understand. Your friends and family don't hate you. They're not mad at you. They don't want anything bad to happen to you. They really don't. They don't. They're just kind of afraid that you're going to turn into something else. Some of them might actually be jealous. They might actually be jealous. They might not even know that they're jealous, but they see you kind of changing what you're doing. They see you changing what they're doing and they decide, hey, 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 hey. If I'm, you know, I, this this happened to two people that I knew, two friends, close friends. Both of them were heavy. And you don't make fun of somebody for being heavy. You know what I'm saying? Because I still have that problem. I'm working to lose the rest of the weight that I have to lose now. But they were they were heavy people. Okay. And what you notice is <laughs> this is this is the most amazing thing. Is ah Vinny. Vinny numero dos, second Vinny. Um, what you notice is that. One of the friends decided that they wanted to lose weight. The other friend was okay with the way they were, which is fine. But the friend that was trying to lose weight, the, the other friend was making fun of them, right? You're going to go to the gym? Oh, you're going to get all sweaty? Huh? How was it at the gym? Oh, you only did five minutes on the treadmill? See? See? You see? You hurt yourself. She, you know, oh, I hurt. did you hurt your back? See, you shouldn't be doing that. You should just be with me. I had a person that wanted to go to school and somebody that didn't want to go to school. The person that wanted to go to school was, was trying to achieve something. The other person was okay with where they were, which is fine. But they were ridiculing the other person. Hey, Vinny, what's going on? Vinny 203. What's going on? <laughs> Now, what we're talking about today, and I, I wanted to talk about this the other day, but we had a computer problem. Uh, how am I doing? I'm doing quite well. How are you doing, good sir? How are both of my Vinnies doing here? I got two here. How are you both doing? That's what I want to know. Because what we're talking about here, what I'm talking about here essentially is how your friends and family, are you doing great? Now, that is great. Good, good. What I'm talking about basically is how sometimes, no matter what we do, if we have a dream, Sometimes the people that are closest to us don't necessarily support what we're doing, right? Now, I don't know if you guys can relate to that, um, but it's a difficult thing to deal with. It's a difficult thing to deal with. I tried to find out what the situation, <laughs> I tried to find out what the situation is with people that, that, necessarily are trying to build something. What I was trying to build at the time was a comedy career. It says, uh, Vinny says, uh, depending on anyone is okay, is okay sometimes, but being over-dependent is not right. I never told my parents what I went through. God gave me strength and courage to not only face it, but also to study. I was scared. I was never able to raise a voice for myself, which is the biggest mistake I've made. If someone is bullied, teased, they should raise their, their voice. You know what? I can relate to that, Vinny, because I was also bullied in school. I had that problem. I really, really did. There were four guys that literally followed me around uh, around high school, and it was almost like it was almost like it was their job to torture me in school. I mean, they literally followed me around, and the bad part about it was they were in all of my classes. 
it wasn't even like I had one class to get a break from these idiots. <laughs> you know? And uh, Vinny says, when do you podcast every day? I actually have two podcasts. And I podcast um, one time a week on each one. I, on my second podcast is uh, the S. Anthony Thomas Show. That's on Anchor. And I usually do interview and, interviews and comedy on that one. And on this, I have a podcast on Podbean called S. Anthony Says, which is kind um, which is on this pod, which is on Podbean. And that's usually recorded. And that one's on usually on Mondays. And the other one, the S. Anthony Thomas Show, is usually on Thursdays. And I usually have an interview on that show uh, with a comic or an actor or somebody in the arts or somebody who's an author or something like that. And that one comes out Thursday. So usually it's Mondays and Thursdays. Um, but the thing is, uh, where do I podcast from? Uh, do you mean what uh, state that I podcast from, if that's what you're referring to? Uh, the state that I podcast from is city. Well, I'll just put it to you this way, because I've had some difficult things with some listeners. I would just say the state of New Jersey, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, I kind of had a problem before um with some listeners uh of my other podcast that got a little too uh close for comfort i'll just put it to you that way and uh you know everything's okay see the thing about it is when you do when you broadcast uh or do anything in the public and i'm not a famous guy i'm just a dude who, who does this when you do anything in public whether it be uh instagram facebook twitter podcast videos you really have no idea who's actually seeing what you're doing. You don't know because you're, you're on there. You're trying to build a brand or you're trying to connect with people. Like, that's what I'm trying to do because I like talking to people. I like, you know, reading what people say. I like to talk to people. I like to meet people. It's, it's fun for me. And the problem is, and I shouldn't say a problem because 99.9% .9 of the people that listen to you are actually super duper cool. You know, you get good comments, you, you meet great people, you have fun times and all that kind of stuff. Uh, do I use Twitch? I actually do not use Twitch because Twitch is is more of a, I, I mean, it's more of kind of a gamer type thing. And I haven't, I'm not really a gamer per se. I'm, 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 I'm an old, I'm a middle-aged person. So when I played games, I the last games I played were with my nephews who are now adult guys now. So they they still kind of play video games but i mean I, i'm I, when i played games it was like atari <laughs> you know like atari 2600 and things of that nature yeah yeah you know a lot of live casts out there i know what you're saying uh vinny my original vinny says i don't want anyone's child to suffer bullying that's why i'm telling you this um yeah i mean well you know what to keep it serious right there when it comes to bullying um vinny um, yeah, I, I suffered from bullying and I know what it's like to, I'll put it, I'm, I'm going to be really serious here for a second. Um, I know what it's like to literally, I remember I used to go to bed Sunday nights knowing that I had to go to school on Monday and it was almost like I didn't want to go to sleep mainly because I knew when I woke up in the morning, I was going to have to go to that place. That's what it felt like. It was like, oh, man, I really couldn't enjoy the second half of Sunday. The first half of Sunday, you wake up in the morning. It's just a nice day. Maybe you go out and hang out with your friends or whatever. You, you have, maybe hang out with your family, have some fun out there.
But after about four or five o'clock, when you know dinner's coming and you know when, when you have dinner with the family, you know the next thing is maybe watching some TV or something. Or like I said to, the, to my second Vinny, Vinny 203, playing some video games like I did back then. And then you go to bed and when you wake up, you know where you're going to have to go. You're going to have to. I used to think of the school as a torture palace. Loved learning then, loved learning now. Loved it. But oh, my God, I used to think of it as the I used to think it was a torture. Palace. And the funny thing about it was I wasn't the only one getting bullied. There was literally a bunch of us who were getting bullied at the same time, you know, and when you're getting bullied, if you're young and you're getting bullied, you really think that it's the end of the world. You think that you think that it's never going to stop. So, you know, I, I would say to people and I, I remember I've had this discussion with some of my uh, some some friends that I had. And some younger people that I met, just you know, like friends of children of friends and children in the family. And it seems like at the time you're getting bullied, you really think that it's never going to stop. You think like you think that it's going to be like that your entire life, but it really doesn't. You know, after I got out of school and I was an adult. And I realized, you know what, as bad as that was, and it was bad, and I would not want anyone to go through that. You do not want anyone to go through that. It was bad. It was bad, really bad. But you will survive. You will survive it. And when you become an adult, when you get out of there, what will happen is, and then they always say, they say it almost in a cliched way. They say things like, it gets better. Well, it does get better. It does get better because when you get on the other side of school, because all school is basically is they really are teaching. I mean, they give you facts, figures, they teach you how to do math. But essentially what school is, they're teaching you, they're training you how to learn because learning is a, is a process that keeps continuing. It never stops. I'm in, I'm, I, I'm in my early 50s. It never stops. I'm still learning things now and I love learning things. Mainly because I can learn things without somebody chasing me around the school trying to beat me up. Because <laughs> that was, I don't mean to laugh, but I, I laughed because I survived it and I knew how bad it was. And I knew how much it absolutely sucked to go through that. So, like I was saying, I, I would go to sleep on Sunday and I would wake up and I would walk into that place. And it was almost like it was my job to be a victim. You know, you understand what I'm saying, Vinny? It was almost like it was my job to be a victim. It was like I was punching into work, right? It was their job to chase me around and beat me up or try to beat me up. And it was my job to punch into work to be the victim for these idiots. You know, it's like when you watch those cartoons. I don't know if you watch, if you've ever seen those cartoons, like uh, the uh, the uh, the Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner cartoons where there were certain episodes of the cartoon where essentially, obviously, the, the coyote was trying to catch and eat the roadrunner. That was the whole idea of the cartoon. And then in the cartoon, you'd see them punch out like they were punching out from work. They go, OK, buddy, check you in. And, the, and the, the, the coyote would punch the clock as if he was he was done chasing the roadrunner for the day. And the roadrunner would punch in or Bugs Bunny would punch in or whatever. And it was kind of like that. It was like after school, I would go in one direction and they would go in another direction. And that was the end of that. And then the next day, I'd punch in for work. And what was my job? To be a victim to these idiots. And they'd punch in. And their job was to torture this guy. You know, I'm mean, obviously, they, they, I wasn't the only one they were mean to. They were mean to a lot of people. But 
you get the point, you know? And so, like I said, bullying is, uh, it's a horrible thing. And I look back on it and I am so glad it's horrible. I, I look back on it and I realize even though, like I said, even though you don't want to be bullied, you don't want to go through that. Uh, hi, Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Lucy just entered the studio. Uh, even though you don't want to go through bullying and being treated badly, you, you just, I don't know. It, it, it made me stronger. Now I'll be honest with you. I'd rather be stronger uh, another way. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want, I don't want to become stronger in, in that type of way, but you become stronger. I guess you become stronger basically just by living, you know, you know, I mean, because essentially that's why I even started the this episode with the premise of essentially just talking about um, how friends and family won't necessarily support you when it comes time to doing things that are out, out of the box or a little bit different. You know, maybe you're starting a business, you know, maybe you're you're trying to lose weight. Maybe you're you want to move to a different city. You know, and I was just curious about how many people um, could relate to that, could could relate to the fact that, you know, sometimes you have to do things for yourself. And you have to do things by yourself. Hi, Gio Mero. The, let's see, the bad fear, the anxiety was bully person feels inside him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hi, Gio, Gio Mero. Uh, I, I don't even understand what, what the whole situation is with the, uh, it's this really bad cycle, you know, that just won't stop, you know, sometimes I mean, it's, you're in a situation where you really just have to take care of yourself. You know, I mean, it, it, I know that from a personal experience that the world really doesn't owe anybody anything because it's not going to give anybody anything. It sucks. And I think most people that I've run across are actually pretty nice. But I also know that there are times when you when you go out into the real world, when you get older, you realize you just have to take care of things for yourself. We were talking uh, about bullying and I was talking about how you can't necessarily expect your friends and family to. You know, support the dreams that you have, you know, and um, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you do you guys I mean, does that does that make sense to anybody? That you have to take care of things yourself? Does it make sense that if you're trying to build something, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, if you're trying to change, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to do something a little bit different, a little bit out of the out of the ordinary that is weird for people, they feel weird around you, they can see you changing. Yeah, Geo, yeah, 100%. They see you changing and they just don't like it. It scares them, you know, because pe people are creatures of habit. You know, are you going through that right now? Oh my goodness! So, 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 what's uh? Are you trying to make a big change, and you got your friends? <laughs> yeah, you get it. I still remember when I started to lose weight. People were looking at me like, "Why are you going? Why are you? You don't want to have this uh, this large sandwich? Nope." <laughs> oh, your spouse? Ah, you know, before you came on, Gio. Uh, that was exactly what I was talking about. I was talking about, and, and Vinny, Vinny knows what I'm talking about because Vinny's been in the audience a few times. Uh, the spouse sometimes is the one that's the most afraid because they're the ones that invested in you. Your parents, they have a relationship with you where they expect you to grow up and go do something. 
right? They're always going to be your parents. They're always going to be your parents, but they know just by the parent-child relationship, you're going to go off and do something. You're going to go off and do your own thing. You're not going to be living with them. You're going to go off and do your own thing. Your spouse signs up for the long haul. They sign up and they go, okay, we're in this together. And then you decide you want to run a business or you decide you want to go back to school or you decide you want to lose weight or you decide you want to do something else. And all of a sudden they're going, hey, 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 hey. I didn't sign up for you doing some stuff like that. If you go to school, you're going to spend less time with me. If you lose weight, someone else might look at you. And I don't want someone else looking at my woman. I can't stand it. I don't like it. <laughs> I I remember a girlfriend of mine uh, when I was in my 20s. I got in really good Bruce Lee type shape. When she met me, I was kind of heavy, right? And so I started working out because, and I got a gym membership. I got a gym membership and I started working out. And I was lifting, you know, lifting weights. And at first I thought she was upset because I was taking those two hours out of time I was going to spend with her. Obviously, we broke up decades ago, but you know what I'm saying. The time I was going to spend with her. So so she was mad about that. And I'm going, you know, you know, you know, when I get in shape, I mean, I can actually just go into maintenance workouts and it'll only take me about 45 minutes. And she seemed to be happy with that. But what started to happen was we would walk down the streets together and it was always people looking at her all the time. Right. I was supposed to be OK with guys looking at her behind. Right. And, and, and they, they were they were not dumb enough to say anything while I'm standing right there. But, you know, you could see a guy looking a little bit too hard at your girlfriend. Right. And, and, and most times, I you know, I would go, well, yeah, she does look good. I wouldn't get all jealous because, I mean, it's not like they ran over and touched her or something because I knocked their ass out if they did that. But they were looking. But then all of a sudden, I started working out, right? And then all of a sudden, she started seeing people looking at me. Oh, oh, I st- oh, she did. Oh, now all of a sudden, it was a problem now. Oh. Now she wasn't complaining about the gym. Oh, no. <laughs> she was complaining about the fact that I had changed. You're not the same person anymore. Like, yeah, I'm the same person. It's just like a whole lot less of me. <laughs> right? She didn't complain about when we were back at the house. And, you know, I, I, how can I put this politely? When you're not in shape physically, you're one type of machine. When you're in shape, especially if you're in extremely good shape, not only strength-wise and flexibility-wise, but cardio-wise, you were one type of machine, and now you're a, uh, how can I put this? You're a finely tuned engine. I mean, have I made my point there? I mean, are we, uh, are we clear what I'm talking about now? She was happy with the machine the way it was working before. The machine was very, very good the way it was before. The machine worked perfectly. There was no complaints about the machine. Then all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, your Mustang turns into a Tesla, (laughs) right? And now, instead of people going, it's a cute Mustang. It's cute. That's okay. It's a cute Mustang. Now, all of a sudden, like, that Tesla, I got to get me some of that. (laughs) <laughs> and she she wasn't exactly happy with that with that 
and I, I never did anything. I'm not the kind of person that I've never cheated on anybody. I just, I've never done that. I just don't do that. That's not part of my character. But if somebody, but if just as enough, just as many women are coming up to me to try to give me their phone numbers as guys drooling all over her, all of a sudden, wait a second, what the hell? Right? Here's the thing that was hilarious. She never liked to cook before. But when I started getting in shape, all of a sudden she decided she's, oh, she became queen of the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'll cook. Here's some lard sandwiches and double sugar. <laughs> she, she started coming at me with the unhealthy food, right? She started to need me around at the time that... Uh, <laughs> She started she started to need me around at the time that uh, I was supposed to go to the gym. Normally she would just be sit, she would at the time she would just be sitting there reading a book, right? And even, <laughs> and even if I tried to make a move, when we go to bed, when we go to bed, we'll do some stuff when we go to bed, but not right now, right? But right? So I get it. I get it when you uh, when uh Gio Mero said that the spouse, LOL. <laughs> I mean, I mean, is this something that I mean? Am I, am I am I am I talking out of my butt here? I mean, does this make sense to you guys? What I'm talking about the simple fact that the person closest to you, in many cases, they just, <laughs> I just, I, it just, it it just astounds me. I mean, I, I remember when I started doing comedy, and I hadn't been on television. I have done national television at this point now. Oh, trying to sabotage. Oh God. You, I had, oh, it, it's just this, the, the the depths that people will go to to sabotage. It was almost funny because the bad part about it is a lot of times when your spouse or your friends are trying to sabotage you, even if they're incredibly intelligent people, and I'm surrounded by really, really smart people, when it comes to trying to sabotage you, they just turn into morons. It is the dumbest, weakest attempts. <laughs> It is the it is the lamest, weakest attempts I've ever seen in my life to try to sabotage somebody. It's embarrassing how bad they were at it. You know, like I said, she was she literally she was she was making um like I said, she almost never cooked. She would always have me bring something over or she would bring something over to me. But as soon as the first girl. Oh, I, you know what? I, I You know what? I'll be honest with you. I have to realize that it, I forgot to tell you this. And this is the truth. One of she caught one of her friends staring at my behind, and I did. That's what it was. I I just remembered it. I was I was like, keep in mind, I'm I'm a younger guy. I'm all sliced up like Mister. You know, I'm all cut up, right? And I didn't know her friends were coming over. And I don't even know why her friends are coming to my apartment in the first place. You know, I guess they were coming over to be with her. She had come over to my place so often that instead of her friends going over to her place to talk to her, they knew she was where I was. So they would just show up unannounced to where I live. And I put a stop to that after a while because it started getting to the point where they would come over to my place when she wasn't there. <laughs> you know, they would come when she wasn't there, not to be slick, but because, they, and they were going to wait for her. And I'm going, you're going to wait at my house for her? I'm like, nah, I mean, you know, or I, you know, and I didn't want to be mean to them. I was like, you know what? I'm on the way out. And, uh, well, I'll just stay here and wait for them. Like I said, no disrespect, but you know, I don't know you like that. And I don't necessarily know, you know, once you hanging around my house, 
right? So so what happened? This is this that's why I forgot. So I was I was on like a balcony and I didn't have a shirt on because I was like doing some, you know how it is when you get in shape. You start doing like you know when you, you get get in the mirror, get all full of yourself. You start doing sixty seven thousand push ups and crunches and crap, <laughs> right? So I'm just kind of walking around, ah, you know, you know, you know. I'm looking at the mirror, trying to cool off outside. Door opens. I don't think anything of it because I'm thinking it's her, right? So I turn around and it is her, but it's her friend with her. And I'm thinking her friend dropped her off and I'm going, hey, and then I say the name of my girlfriend, hey, whatever, and I say her friend's name, right? And I'm trying to get back into the room because I'm not exactly dressed for company, right? I'm expecting to be, I mean, if your girlfriend walks in when you're in, you, you, you know, when your box is with no shirt on, it's not really that big of a deal, you know? So I'm trying to, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm at, the, so I'm, I'm literally trying to, this is, this is, God, this, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway, damn it. So I'm at the balcony. I got boxers on, no shirt, looking like Bruce Lee, except for the fact that I'm not Chinese. I'm a black guy. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about two inches taller than he was. So so I'm literally, it was almost like a sitcom. So I'm, I'm standing there. She comes in. I walk in. I see her. And my girlfriend goes, um, uh, um, and, she, and her, her friend's like, Okay, you know, so right. I mean, she didn't say that, but I was looking her face. So I grabbed the curtain and I walk. I literally is a glass door to the balcony. I walk to the glass door to the balcony. I put the curtain behind me. Walk underneath the curtain to the other side of the room. Walk behind the couch, and then I try to walk into to the room, which is my bedroom, and I try to open the door. And uh, for some reason, it's stuck. So I'm sitting there like an idiot, spinning the knob like a dope. Uh, and my girlfriend's looking at me like, will you get in that room and put some pants on with you just sitting there with your shirt off and you put your boxes on? And her girlfriend is just staring at me. And my girlfriend does not notice that her girlfriend is staring at me. <laughs> I'm trying to open the door. I'm telling you, it was one of those things. You ever have something happen in your life that is so stupid? That if it happened in a sitcom, you would go, man, who wrote that and turn the show off? That was this. So I can't get the door open. And I finally get the door open. And uh, <laughs> then I put on some clothes. But the thing was, I didn't notice was that her friend was like, you know, staring at the staring at your, your, your homeboy here and his boxers. And uh <laughs> And I came back out and all of a sudden the conversation got really weird. All of a sudden, this lady who didn't give a crap about uh, any of my my story when I was talking to my girlfriend, she was kind of a third wheel. All of a sudden she gets extra friendly. All of a sudden she wants to know everything about me. So you understand you're doing comedy shows now? Really? I didn't know you did comedy shows. And I'm going, what the hell is this? We didn't even, I didn't dislike her. She didn't dislike me, but you have people that are around you that, you know, they're, they're the, I call them bounce friends. They're the friend you hang out with because <laughs> I will, <laughs> I will Vinny. They're the friend that hangs out with you because they're with the other friend. And uh, uh, Gio Romero goes, glad I don't have friends, <laughs> have friends like that. I put it to you that it was really weird. And, and then she was the one that would, you know, that would show up. And, you know, when my girlfriend at the time wasn't there, 
Oh, yeah, I'll wait for him. Like, you ain't waiting for nothing here. Ooh, no, 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 no. It wasn't like she wasn't a good looking woman. But once, if I'm a guy, if I'm in a relationship with a lady and I meet you through her, you're completely off limits permanently. I've already put, you are moved into the I'm never going to do anything with you shelf. Just like if you're a friend of mine and you have a girlfriend or a wife, I automatically put her on the person I'll never touch under any circumstances. I'll never step to this person. I'll never flirt under any circumstances. I put you right on that shelf. And even if he gets hit by a bus, I'm still not going there. I just can't do it. Unfortunately, this lady did not have those type of rules. <laughs> and so, and, and so I, I, it was just, it was just a weird situation. And, you know, <laughs> it's just, I just, it's just a weird situation to be in. I just don't understand why people, why do people even think about doing that? Why do, why would you even, why would you even think about taking somebody else's significant other? Why would you even do that? I've had friends, I, I lived in Hollywood for the nineties and some of my buddy's girlfriends were like Halle Berry looking women. But once again, once I move off of, once I move, once I meet that person through my friend, that person is off limits under all circumstances. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter what they do. I'm not touching anything. Uh, thanks for sharing the show, Vinny, Vinny203. Once you get to that point, I am not touching anybody. I just can't do it. So <laughs> I just it's just it's just an amazing thing to me when you see that cuz you you'll see it on the what's it like a Jerry Springer or those type of shows and they you know I got news for you. What are you going to tell him, John? Uh I don't know how to tell you tell you this baby. Um it's very uh just tell her. Okay, I don't know how to tell you this baby, but um your sister's 12 kids are all mine. Jerry, 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 Jerry. <laughs> it's like, who lives a life like that? Who lives a life like that? You know, you see people living lives like that all the time. And I never understood. I mean, am, am I? <laughs> this sounds like drunk. This sounds like drunk curse voice. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I just don't I just don't get it. And I don't understand it, you know? But let me ask you guys, and because we have some people here now, um, do you ever find yourself in a situation where the people around you, I mean, the people closest to you, I mean, how how bad does it get? You know, have you ever had anybody like like Gio Merrill said that somebody that, that a spouse was given a hard time, the spouse is maybe. You know, sometimes you have people try to sabotage you. Do you have, do any of you have anybody or had anybody when you were really, I mean, when something was really, really important to you, maybe it was, maybe it was school. Like I said, maybe you were trying to lose weight. Maybe you were trying to start a business. Maybe you were trying to date somebody and they tried to sabotage you. It seems to be the kind of thing that happens to a lot of folk. You know, it seems to be the kind of thing that happens to a lot of people. Now, Gio, you said that you had somebody that tried to, to put it in a in a less blunt way, slow you down. Is that the case? Were you trying to do something? Just your spouse. Were you trying to lose weight? Were you trying to 
gain muscle? Were you trying to start a business? Were you, what were you doing? What were you doing that your spouse tried to get in, tried to get in front of, tried to slow down? I need to know. I need to know. Now, if it's too sensitive, you don't have to say, obviously, but ruin your diet. Ah, rain on your business. Both. Damn. Ruin your diet and rain on your business ventures. Everything. Good Lord. Did they snap? Did they slap the toothbrush out your hand when you're trying to brush your teeth? <laughs> uh, I'm leaving needless to say. Of course. <laughs> ask me why I brush them. <laughs> ask, ask me and ask me why I brush them that way. I, oh, my. So was that bad? Uh, it says, uh, Vinny says a lot happens. A lot of people expect to be good turns out the worst yeah yeah a lot of people that you think are going to be good to you turn out to be the worst folks of all time and i i i don't know man it's one of those things where it kind of makes you wonder whether or not you even want to get married sometimes you know you want to you want because they say what what do they say they say what 60 percent of marriages was it 50 or 60 percent of marriages end in divorce right Good qualities, horrible personality. Oh my God, that's. I should start a band with that name. <laughs> Vinny says, "My uncle, who is my brother's father, asked me if I'm male or a prostitute." Oh, oh so also, oh, so, so they got real personal with you, huh? <laughs> you know, I, I remember. It's, it's really weird how because Vinny was talking about how sometimes you, your relatives, you know, they have a they have a expectations for you. And sometimes if you if you deviate that from that even a little bit, they just dive in your backside and they won't they won't let up. They won't give you an opportunity to chill. They won't give you an opportunity to just live your life the way you want to live it. You know, because I'm telling you right now, I've I've been in I've been in relationships where literally five minutes in. Where we got to a situation where like, we were exclusive. Yes, we we're exclusive. And it was almost like you, you ever watch a sitcom or a movie where when the 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 music is dictating and the mute they use the music the director uses the music to let you know that the person is really evil <laughs> you know what i mean you watch a movie hey i'm so glad you're part of our team i'm glad i'm part of your team too guys i'd never let you down dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you know <laughs> Uh, Vinny says, absolutely. I'm pretty sure I've never done anything wrong to him. He just mistreated, mistreated you. Yeah, see, that's the thing. You, you, it, it's relatives and uh, <laughs> yeah, relatives and spouses. If if you have the wrong ones, like I said, they're the ones that are the closest to you. And sometimes, man, it is horrible. You know, like I was saying with the, with the girl I was I was going out with, five minutes in. I mean, not literally five minutes. I'm saying that to make a point, but you know what I'm saying. Early in the relationship, everything was just fantastic. But I'm telling you, I wish, I wish in real life that music would actually show up. So when, <laughs> so when, when a person is evil, we could know. I want that because I'm, I, I know one lady. I'm not even kidding about this. I know one lady. I'm saying I want a song. This lady would have been a damn double album of evil music. That's like she there would have been 16 tracks of evil songs that played in the background. Orchestra music. You're damn right. It's just the only problem was this lady would have been throwing the instruments at people. You know, she would have used a, if you had a, a violin, she'd use it like a bow and arrow, try to kill everybody. 
know, you know, it's just like, you know, way too jealous. And, and keep in mind, like I said, I've never cheated on anybody, but she was super duper jealous. It's bad enough to have somebody super duper jealous. If I was the kind of person that cheated on a regular basis, it would kind of make more sense. But I've never cheated. I mean, when I got a girl, I don't look at anybody. It's like if I, if I either want to be with somebody or I don't. And I'm just imagining, you know, so, um, oh, yeah, we're at the restaurant. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you want, baby? Well, I would like to have. And then she orders at this, but it's the surf and turf and the steak and the thing. And that's Anthony. What do you want? Yeah. Well, I would like to get the thing and the thing and that thing and that thing. And the waitress, that's a good choice, sir. OK, I'm going to get your stuff. And I'm sitting there. She's like, why that bitch say you got is the good choice. Hey, Sal, what's going on? Sal G into the live studio. What's going on, Sal? What's going on, man? Uh, since you're peeking in, don't, what, what, basically what we're talking about here is we're just talking about people that are close to you and, uh, you know, that listen, that, uh, that basically, you know, try to help you out, but they don't help you out. They try to they try to get in the way. I'll go back to what I was saying, though. Why you got that? Bit? So I'm sitting there and this is literally, I think this was like a fourth or fifth date. A fourth or fifth date. So if this is four dates in and she's already using the B word about a lady that didn't do anything, wasn't flirting, just asking me what I wanted to eat. And she was already mad looking at she's sitting there holding a knife and fork and squeezing it too hard, looking at the woman. Right. And that's when that music would come on. You know, I'm looking at it going, do you hear the music? What music? You really don't hear the music. I don't hear any music. Yeah. Well, I hear the music. <laughs> You know, so believe me, I get it. I get it, guys. I get it. When you're talking about your relatives, you know, you uh, maybe your uncle, except your uh, Vinny was talking about his uncles, you know, Gio, you're talking about your spouse. I get it. Believe me, I can relate. I know what it's like to have those folks near you, really close to you. But you know what I've also seen, though, which is and it's almost like they're weird and you're not. It's like when you see dysfunction and it's a dysfunction is around you, you're kind of used to it. It's normal to you. It's normal to have somebody try to sabotage you. It's normal to have somebody question who you are, you know, right? And uh, Vinny says, uh, Gio says, sad but true. Gaslighting, Gio says that. Uh, Vinny says, people, yeah, fall to go to any length to show you how evil they are. Exactly. Man, it's weird. But here's the thing. And it was, this is the weirdest thing I had ever seen up until this point. This is the truth. I'm hanging out with some friends of mine and I was in a bad relationship, man. The one I, the one I was telling you about bad. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't break up with her. Okay. I know why I didn't break up with her. Let's not, I mean, come on. I'm a, I'm a guy. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> I don't want to get any more specific than that, but you know what I'm saying? A lot of people didn't, don't break up for the same reason that I didn't break up. It's like you, you go from not, you know, doing certain things with someone else to having access to someone else who will do those things, if you understand what I'm saying. And you're going, well, I was going to be, I, I kind of like doing those, you know, things with someone else. And, uh, you know, I already know this person is not a, a weirdo. Or, you know, they may be mean to me or they may not be nice enough to me, but I don't know if, if I go out and find somebody else, I might wind up on Dateline NBC. S. Anthony Thomas uh, broke up with a girl that was bad with him, and then he went out with another girl but what he didn't know bam, 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 was that she was a serial killer who kills podcasters and comedians. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to, 
I don't want to wind up with a show like that. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? You know, so, but, you know, but you wind up staying with the people because you like, you know, that, you know, you know what I'm saying? You like do that. And, and I don't know why I did that. So I go to visit some other people and I saw, it was like an oasis in the desert. It was a guy I was working with at a comedy club. He was a magician and he had a wife that was cool. She was beautiful. He was a great looking guy. She was gorgeous. And they genuinely liked each other. I mean, she she had seen his act 9,547 quadrillion times, but was still laughing at the jokes. And she was laughing for real. She wasn't, la- it was not fake laughs to make him happy. She was laughing for real. So I'm thinking they must be newlyweds. They, they must be newlyweds. There's no way in the world somebody's going to see the same act, you know, the same magic tricks and going to laugh that hard at it. As it turns out, they were married for 20 years they genuinely enjoyed each other's company when she was out of the room he's extolling her virtues she's the greatest wife the kids are great he's showing me all the showing me all the pictures and everything he's got pictures on the right talking about how great she is and i'll be honest with you gotta understand how guys are if a guy's wife is a pain in the ass to him and she walks out the room. Dudes can't wait. <laughs> I'm serious. Guys will watch their wife walk down to the bathroom, take another quick peek to make sure she's far enough where she can't hear anything. And literally, the moment she's out of earrings, okay, that's great, honey. <laughs> she stinks. It's, as soon as she's going, ah, she stinks. I hate this relationship. I don't want to jump out a window. I can't take her anymore. Only reason I'm with her right now is for the kids. She stinks. I can't stay. <laughs> I'm telling you. And, and then he sees her coming back and she stinks. Hey, baby, what's going on? I was just telling that Sanfony how great you were. Oh, that's great, baby. He goes to the bathroom and I'm telling you, women, you did. And women are exactly the same way. The second he his punk ass got far enough away, she was like, he sucks. I can't stand that bastard. I gave the best years of my life to that piece of crap. And I don't even like my son because he looks like him. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Okay, Vinny. You know, and that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what goes on with the whole situation. You sit there and you look at those, you look at that and you realize that's exactly not as harsh though myself. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about? As soon as the person, as soon as the person is gone, it's like, uh, or, or if you're if you you say you say not as harsh to yourself, you know what know what the deal is. Well, women will do that that that, that are not hard. the guys are pretty much the same. As soon as you ah, she stinks. If he if he doesn't like it, the ladies will if they don't want to say anything. If they just are really sweet, I don't want to say anything. They just kind of have a look on their face as if to say, I'm not going to say he stinks, but he stinks. But they don't say anything. Hey, so how's everything going with Bill? Yeah, it's going pretty good. Yeah, it's going pretty good. Soon, if the voice is trailing down when they say pretty good, it means it is not pretty good. <laughs> the voice, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. That means it is not pretty good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want to admit to failure. That's exactly the same thing. 
it's really hard to be invested in somebody for that length of time, for such a long period of time, and to admit to failure. Because you, you, you always hear that story about, you know, acres of diamonds. And you always have the story about someone who was digging this deep hole looking for diamonds and then they they stopped a little bit too short. Nine years down the toilet. Hey, I, I had a couple, I had a couple that were not not quite that long, but it was a couple that were in that vicinity. And it's hard because it's almost like a Rubik's Cube. You think you can fix it, right? Because there'll be time, they'll you have a you'll be having a hard time. Everything sucks, then something outside yourself will happen. Maybe there's a tragedy, maybe somebody's grandma dies or something like that damn near impossible yeah and something will happen and then you'll get close again right and you'll be laughing and joking and then you know and then uh you know you'll start doing the couple stuff if you understand what i'm saying and it's all great like it was in the beginning and then all of a sudden the thing that got you back together starts to wear off it's almost like you get to it's almost like going in a time machine and visiting your younger selves when you first got together <laughs> you know you visit your younger self and it feels like you get a little bit of that magic. It's almost like it's bad because you. It's almost it will be almost better if the thing that got you back together again like that never happened, because all it does is it hits the I need to get away from this person because they're toxic to me. I really need to get it's like hitting a snooze alarm on the I've got to get rid of this toxic person. <laughs> right. And you go back to quote sleep unquote for a little while and then you and then all of a sudden you wake up again you go oh god another year uh geo says true done left and came back numerous times oh my god i what is your record how many times have you broken up and gone back i want to see if you did it more than me because i'm embarrassed by the amount of times that three ah god i got you beat so bad this is embarrassing I broke up with somebody eight times. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And when I tell you eight times, you know what I'm thinking of right now when I'm thinking about this? There was an episode of Law and Order where a guy going on the fourth. Mm, well, you got a long way to go. <laughs> you got you got a long way to go <laughs> to catch me. <laughs> yeah out yeah well it's just like anything else it's like they like they like they say to fighters in the ufc if you're thinking about retirement it's time to retire because when you go back into the ring you are you don't feel like a fight you don't feel like you're you're that person anymore so you're never going to be able to give full effort and obviously i can't I, i'm not talking about your specific relationship mainly because uh, I don't know if your spouse is like uh, your spouse is like six, nine with weapons and I don't want nobody whooping my ass. What did you say to break up? I'm not saying nothing. I'm just listening. <laughs> yeah. Have you, you know, but it's just it just it feels bad. It just it just it, it, no, he's not violent, <laughs> but it just feels it feels bad, especially if it's not like I've had a girl that oh, I don't even know if I should be saying this because I'm going to put this episode out, but screw it um i was i was uh <laughs> i was with this lady and i left you know what i think i talked about it on one of my podcasts so it's okay i was with this lady and i left some um some stationery at my house when i was a younger comic and it had my face on it right it was like you know come book this guy you know and i would send it out to bookers 
And I left the papers at her house because she was closer to in the direction I was going. I went back and I grabbed my papers and I took them because I was like, I'm going to keep bothering her, you know. And thank you, Gio. And uh, for sharing the show. And I get the um, I get the papers and I'm take I open the box with the papers in it and I pull the I'm pulling out some papers because I'm going to put some stuff on there to send out. And I notice at the bottom of the at the bottom of the box, underneath all the papers, she had written on some of the papers. Well, it wasn't that big of a deal that she wrote on the papers. I would prefer she didn't, but there were so many of them. It was like, you know, she wanted some scratch paper. That's okay. So I was about to just pull those papers out, ball them up and throw them in the trash. And then I made the mistake of looking at the papers. And I saw what she wrote on the papers. Keep in mind, I was in my early 20s. She was a little bit older than I was. And you know how it is. I mean, girls, ladies mature faster than than dudes do. People think that's a cliche, but it's not. They really do. We catch up eventually. But at that time, I was, you know, ugh. and this has been this has been decades and decades and decades. And even now, when I think about it, it's like, oh, I get sick to my stomach. I pulled the papers out. And it was she had been writing, she had been practicing a love letter for the dude she was cheating on me with. It wasn't enough that she wrote the love letter. She was practicing it. You know, the love we share. No, that's not good enough. Our intimacy. No, that's not good. I'm sitting there going, she's like writing five, six drafts. <laughs> five or six drafts of a love letter to somebody else. And I just couldn't believe it. Because it had my face on the paper. It had my face so she's literally young me. I think it was like 20, 21, somewhere around there. She was like 28. My face is on the paper. <laughs> so she's literally looking at my 20-year-old face while writing this love letter to another guy. If only we could be as one. Oh, the stars are aligned with the cosmos. <laughs> and I laugh at it now. But goodness gracious. I mean, I, I remember sitting... You ever been so sad and so hurt? You literally sat in a chair and stared at a wall and don't realize how much time has gone by. You know, I sat in the chair looking at a wall. I was like looking at the wall. And I and to me, I literally thought that I only looked at the wall for a couple of minutes. And I realized he lost in my mind. This is this this will give you an indication. I remember when I sat down in the chair. And I saw the note. I remember the. It was like, an episode of Friends had come on, right? And I know in the lineup it was Friends. It was an episode. It was like, no, no, was was it Friends? No, 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 no. Okay, so that may, that might have made me in my a little bit later in my twenties. Maybe I was twenty two, twenty three, somewhere around that. I know I was in my twenties. So see when you see that's how long ago it was. I don't remember the damn decade, but the fact that I remember it was a Friends episode, so that puts it in the nineties. So I sat there. So the way it was going was like Friends was was coming on, and then like some other shows came on, and I know that there was a Friends episode, some other sitcom, and then another sitcom came on, and I knew the order because I normally would watch it. When I when I put my head down, I was like, damn man. I I mean I felt stupid because I, I mean I didn't even know she was cheating. 
I didn't have any indication that she was cheating. But not only had she been cheating, it was like, it was almost like, you know, oh, God, anyway. And I realized that friends had gone off, which is a half an hour. The show after friends had gone off, that's an hour. And the show after the show after friends was going off. So I'm so it was, it was almost like 90 minutes of just staring at a wall. <laughs> you know, and that is uh, you know, I haven't that was the first time, yeah, that was the first time I realized that um someone could do or say something that was so painful to you as a human being that it could cause physical pain. That's what that's, you know what I'm saying? Because that's when you realize, because before that I had been broken. I mean, everybody had gone through some things and it hurts and everything like that, but it doesn't feel like somebody punched you in the stomach. Right. It doesn't make you not effective at your job. Right. And I, that's what happened to me. I was like, if it literally, cause I had been punched in the stomach before, <laughs> you know, I mean, not a lot, but I've been punched in the stomach before. And I remember what that felt like. And this felt just like that, which is a weird because obviously there was no fit. No, no one had actually punched me in the stomach, but that's what it felt like. And man, so I can relate horrible feeling. Exactly. I mean, so I can relate to people that, that have a, a situation where everything feels like it's falling apart. But what I do know, and I'm pretty sure it'll be the same thing for you, is once you move away from whatever the toxic thing is, whether it be a person um, or a situation, just like if you just like if you're near something that that smells bad, you know, you're in a room that just really, really stinks. You know, it's like, God, this place stinks. But when you leave the room, it kind of smells that way for a while because that smells on your clothes, <laughs> right? But you, you go home, you take those clothes off, you throw those clothes in the washing machine, you take a shower, you put on some fresh clothes and you don't go to that place anymore. All of a sudden, the stink of what you were around, whether it be a person or, or that room, that smells not on your clothes anymore. And you don't smell that smell anymore. It's over with. It's done. And now you can smell other stuff like the roses, like some muffins. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, you can smell things that smell good. And now you know what it's like to have a person around you like that or a situation around you like that or a job like that or friends like that or family like that, which brings you brings me to the reason for this episode, friends and family won't support you. When you get, you get to a situation where now you know what that looks like. And because you had it going on for such a long period of time, speaking to myself, I know what that type of lady looks like automatically as far as the way they carry themselves. I know I see all the signs. Like that sign, I saw the signs. I see the signs. And I know immediately I do not do not, under any circumstances, want to go into that stinky room. <laughs> you know, I got, let me take a quick sniff. Let me, let me take a look at the situation. 
Oh, hell no. No. No, 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 no. This room is, I can see from right now, this room is going to stink. And I ain't going in there, Jack. <laughs> and that's basically, that's basically what I wanted to talk about today. So, Giomero, I just want to thank you for listening to the show. Because the show, I'm, I'm, the show was about to end. I want to thank you very, very much for 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 listening. I appreciate it more than you know. And uh, I plan on being here on Mondays, right somewhere around this time. And I hope I get to see and hear from you again. And I want to thank you very, very much. And I will see you and the people that are listening to this uh, later on and on when I'm recording it. Thank you, too, even though technically you're not here yet because I haven't released this episode, <laughs> even though I, people listening to it live. But the people that are going to hear this later on, thank you as well. Jamiro, thank you and thank everybody. And I'll see you next time. Take care.